Hello, Carmen. How you doing? I'm doing good, Jim. And yourself? Oh, uh, I, can't, I can't complain. The old cliche, you know, well, it doesn't do any good anyways. <laughs> you know? I, I guess I could complain, but it, you would, could. You know, but it wouldn't make much sense. Yeah, see, you're more spiritual. It, yeah. It's not that you can't complain. You can, but you choose not to. Yeah, well, yeah. See? I choose not to. And, 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 you know, I always think of that. I think, well, look what it got the children of Israel when they were in the wilderness. You know, they complained, and you saw what happened to them. <laughs> God says, okay, well... You'll just stay right here then. You'll finish your days here in the wilderness. You'll not go into the land. You know, their children went in. And so I thought, God doesn't like complaining. <laughs> so, so a three to five day journey turned into this 40 years. 40 year journey, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, so anyways, I, I think, okay, every time I want to complain, I think, mm, wait a minute, <laughs> remember Israel? <laughs> yeah. I, usually, I don't want to go there. I usually process my complaining, Carmen, in prayer. Hey, listen, I'll, I'll and that's the place to do it. I always explain to people, it's not that I don't complain. Yeah. I, mean, I complain towards God. Uh, sometimes I get very frustrated and stuff. I mean, yeah. Not that I'm super spiritual or anything like that, but I learn to process it through prayer. Yeah. I, you know, there's praying in the Psalms, you know, you see it in the Psalms all the time. I was going to say the same thing. You look yeah. at the psalmist, and boy, yeah. they, they register their complaints right before God. They bring it right to the throne, you know? Absolutely. And, uh, Absolutely. If you have a good relationship, you can you can be open and honest, you know? Absolutely. God knows what's going on in our hearts. He knows. Absolutely. Yeah. But what I find sometimes is that if I'm trying to be, quote, super spiritual not we're well, not super spiritual but i'm trying to have, yeah. have a facade before god yeah and he knows what's going on in my heart god won't let me alone he'll he'll pride yeah yeah you know yeah. what i mean he'll pride you know what i mean i'll be i'll be praying and like a question will come and it's like i know that he's kind of Digging a little bit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It takes me into a place that I really don't want to go. And next thing you know, man, I'm bawling and stuff, you know. But, <laughs> but, you know, but uh, he, he knows when you get frustrated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's, it isn't amazing how we think that we can keep things from him. Well, if I don't say it, then, of course, he won't know it. Come on. <laughs> well, well, you know why. Since he knows our thoughts before we even... Uh, uh, Speak them forth. Well, you know why. I mean, it's because we're so used to keeping things from one another. Oh, yeah. Sure, <laughs> sure. And so we treat God just as if he's a finite being like everybody else Yeah, is. we think we can carry that kind of behavior over to our relationship with God. Yeah, yeah. And, and of course it doesn't work. And, you know, I think God even gives us invitation. He says, come now, let us reason together. Sure, you know? sure. And so, uh, an- sure. in other words, let me, uh, come on, tell me what you're thinking here. He, sure. not Not so that he knows what we're thinking, but so that... We recognize what's going on inside of us as we begin to verbalize it, and uh, because I think there's a lot more going on inside than what we're even aware of a lot Absol- of times. Absolutely. Because I know there's things that I'm thinking, and this isn't necessarily dealing with complaining, but certain thoughts that I have that maybe something that I'm trying to uh, think through and everything like that. And as I speak it, it begins to crystallize. Sure. At least that's how it works for me. And so I think, you know, the Lord gives us an invitation. Come on, come boldly to the throne of grace, you know, to find help in time of need, <laughs> you know. Well, hey, listen, if we're at the point of complaining, then we're, we need help in the time of need. <laughs> that's a time of need. <laughs> so. That's right, that's right. So anyways, all that coming from uh, one phrase, he said, well, I can't complain, or you don't complain. Well, we don't That's complain. good. We don't complain. <laughs> so how's everything going? Well, it's been going good for me, uh, and uh, 
uh, as far as I know, they're going. It's going. At the to time go. we're recording this, you just got done spending a couple of days with a with a friend of yours, a friend of ours. Yeah. he's a friend of mine, not as close to me as you, but uh, uh, I look well. Maybe, yeah. I, maybe I'll tell the people his name. Yeah, they won't believe, yeah. it. They won't believe it. I know. And the, uh, I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, in, you t- you say the name, and I'll tell you a funny story about him. Well, his name actually is Ronald McDonald. So yes. He, so people with a little age on him remember the, the character the yeah. character from uh, McDonald's. The McDonald's clown. Yeah, Ronald McDonald, yeah. Yeah, now he precedes <laughs> McDonald's clown. Yeah. He so he, he's the original Ronald McDonald. Yeah. But a funny story... Uh, when he was pastoring uh, a church, he had a fellow in his church that was a, that was manager of McDonald's, and uh, here he was pushing a, a heavy uh, uh, metal um, cart with uh, trays of uh, uh, food on him, and all of a sudden he had this sharp pain in his chest, and he just kind of collapsed. Well, they called the ambulance and everything, and on the way to the uh, on the way to the hospital, he's there. He said. Call my pastor Ronald McDonald. <laughs> and they said, This guy's delirious. <laughs> he thinks the clown is his pastor. <laughs> oh, so Yeah, that is funny. So, anyways, he has a lot of stories to tell about his name where uh uh where people have uh, where he's said his name or his name. So you guys got to spend a couple of days. Yeah, together. we got to spend a few days together. Uh, you know, not the, not the people care that much, but for our listeners, he um, he's a pastor and he spent eighteen uh, years in South Africa as a uh, missionary. Yeah, and uh, so he's uh, back home now, and uh, well, he's been back home for a number of years. But right, uh, right. yeah, so uh, so anyways, he uh, spent a couple of days with us, and so it was good. So, good, uh, good. And what's been going on with you? Well, not a lot. My, our daughter was in yesterday. She just decided to come in and uh, spend a little time. And uh, and a member of our family was having a health crisis, and so we've been going through that with him. And uh, but other than that, everything's going pretty good. You okay. Know? Uh, uh, God's word is good. As a matter of fact, uh, it's always good. Yeah, matter of fact, I got into this a discussion yesterday with uh, our daughter uh, a little bit, and uh, maybe we can talk about that on today's program. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of how I can talk about it without mentioning any names, but but really, it, I, I guess what it has to do, Carmen, is uh, trying to find a real balance between law and grace. Yes. And that has always been a discussion point. It, well, it's a, it is a real... I mean, in Christian circles. It is. It is a real discussion point in Christian circles. And uh, it's a very difficult thing. Um, sometimes when your emphasis is upon grace, people will accuse you or really have a feeling that you are not uh, strong enough in the area of law. Yes, Right. And then sometimes when a person is uh, very strong in the area of law, then the feeling usually is, well, you're just not uh, developed enough in the area of grace. Yes. And so there has to be some kind of balance in this whole thing here. Um, yes. Because uh, I know when I talk about grace, it's not that I'm dismissing the law. Right, right. That's right. You know what I mean? And so I have to give the benefit of the doubt to the others that I don't believe when they're talking about law that they're dismissing grace. Uh, right, right. And uh, <clears throat> because 
Jesus said, Jesus said he didn't come to destroy the law. He came to fulfill it. That's right. So, so Jesus didn't do away with the law. The law of God is eternal. Yes. And uh, what, what, what I've, uh, uh, I've heard uh, one definition given of grace, and it's God's enabling power. Well, if you take that as a definition of grace, I think, I think the definition of grace goes beyond that, but I think that's, that's one good definition uh, of grace. Mm-hmm. But if it's God's enabling power, then grace is God's enabling power for us to obey his law. Mm-hmm. Now, his law is not something that, oh, well, uh, the law that I gave, why, uh, that's no longer in effect. Well, the Ten Commandments are still in effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, uh, we can no longer just go and say, well, okay, um, I can commit adultery, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, the ten, I can't. The law's still in effect. Yeah, but see, the Ten Commandments are not the whole extent of the law. Oh, that's right. That's right. I, I guess the best way to explain it to somebody is that the Ten Commandments are kind of like an outline mm-hmm. of what, what, the, what is the law. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and so... The law deals with God's heart and his moral, uh, how do you want to say it, his moral rule Yes. in, 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 in creation. And so he, he gave Moses these, these ten points of an outline. And then he went even further than that afterwards. Afterwards, right. So, so when you're talking about law, you have to kind of explain it to people because... The Pharisees and, and the Sadducees, and especially the Pharisees, got carried away with the whole idea of law. They added a lot of things on themselves right. to where they established a whole bunch of stuff. Which became their traditions. That's right. It became their traditions. And it really had absolutely nothing to do with God's moral rule. Mm-hmm. Well, I see... Matter of fact, it went against God's moral rule. Uh, yeah, stuff, exactly. It, by them getting carried away, they actually began to establish things that went against the very heart of what God intended. And there you got into what I think is significant as far as talking about the law. Uh, and you said uh, the heart of it. And I was going to say the spirit of the law. That's right. Uh, those Ten Commandments, we look on them in kind of a ritualistic kind of thing. But if we look at the spirit behind it, that's right. You know, God starts out with, uh, <clears throat> you know, you shall have no other gods before you. So the first thing is that we. We worship God and we know Him, That's right. and then out of that everything else falls in place. And after and after this relationship with God, then it moves into our relationship with one another. That's and right. it's all about, uh, even though He doesn't mention, uh, well, He says you should love the Lord your your God, but He doesn't talk about love a whole lot in in that. But the spirit. Behind that is love. Okay, well, you love God and you love your fellow men, so you're not going to do anything uh, in your own interests that are going to injure others. Well, if you keep our if we keep our focus on Jesus, and this I think this is where I have a problem many times with people who emphasize the law. Mm-hmm. I think to the extent that they minimize grace. Yes, uh, they don't keep their focus enough on Jesus. Right. I think Jesus is the great interpreter of the law. You know, I think, if, well, if you look at Jesus, someone actually came to him saying that they kept the law. Yes. And Jesus told him, no, someone came to him asking him what, what he should do. And Jesus, in 
two two brief statements summed up the law and yes. the law. He said, "Love the Lord thy God with mm-hmm. all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love thy neighbor as ourselves." So you don't really have to memorize ten commandments, right? You know, there's two things right there that really work in the whole moral sensibilities of God. One is that first of all, you put your emphasis upon God. You become God right. God centered. You worship God, and if you are a worshiper of God, what will happen? Carmen, is that God's spirit will lead you into a life to where you value, you you love others, mm-hmm. and and you value the, the, who you are as a creation of God. Yes, you see, and that comes all of that comes out of worshiping God. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, and when you said about we need to keep our focus on Jesus because He is the fulfillment of the law. He is. He said He came to fulfill. He the law. said He came to fulfill the law. So He is the only one. Who has ever walked this planet who has perfectly fulfilled the law? Only one. The only one. No one else has ever done that. No one else. So he is... Contrary to popular opinion. That's right. Contrary to how people might make try to make it seem. That's right. Contrary to people, because their emphasis upon the law, they minimize the fact that they are yet people who commit sins. Contrary to all that, the reality of the fact is that not just the people who, quote, are what they would call sloppy grace people. Mm -hmm. Not just those people commit sins, but the people who are so strong on emphasizing the law, they commit sins too. That's right. They just don't talk about it. That's right. Yes. (laughs) You know, I'm just, you know, let's just, let's just be real here. You know what I mean? They just don't talk about it. Right. And so when we focus on Jesus, he is the embodiment of the law. Absolutely. So, so you can't say, uh, so a person can't say, well, uh, you, you're, you keep your focus on Jesus and uh, you need to focus on the law. If I'm focusing on Jesus, he is the law. He, he fulfills the law. Yes. He's all the law, All the law and the prophets are summed up in him. Exactly. All of that pointed to him. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> there would be no law and prophets if there were no him. That's right. That's right. <laughs> So he's he's the embodiment of the law. Absolutely. And uh, and so people that get this dichotomy, well, this is grace and this is law, because uh, we know we know that um, the scripture tells us that uh, in fact John, who uh, who is recognized as the closest disciple of Jesus, the one who was of the twelve, he right. was the closest, and uh, it 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 says. Uh, we know that the truth is law. That's the right. law is truth. I mean, there, there's there's John nothing. John one seventeen, I think. John John one. That's exactly what I've uh, turned to. Uh, he says, "For it says, for the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth were realized through Jesus Christ. That's right. And so he was he was full of grace and truth. That's he right. was grace he and was, truth. He was grace and truth. He is grace. He and is truth. grace and truth. So so here's the law and grace coming together as one. That's right. In Jesus Christ. That's right. How can we go wrong focusing on him? See those that want to focus on the law or focus on grace, I would say they're both wrong. See, because you don't focus on grace, you don't focus on the law, you focus on Jesus. Both of them are melded together in him. Here's the thing, Carmen, those who give a a strong emphasis upon the law also pride themselves upon upon being scripturists. They upon themselves, they they pride themselves on being people of the of the Bible. Mm -hmm. People of the book. That's right. And, And they say that the others are not. Well, let me encourage somebody. 
if you will put your focus upon Jesus mm-hmm. and worship God, yes, and also value the Word, the Bible, yes, God will reveal things to you that you never seen before. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. What He will do is He will reveal to you Jesus. That's it. That's it. And you'll see His glory upon the face of the yes. Lord Jesus Christ in a way that you've never seen before. And you'll see the truth in Him, and the law is truth. Absolutely. And, and He says, "I am the way, the truth." That's right. And, and the life. life. That's See? Right. And so we somehow... No man comes unto the Father except by me. Somehow we get caught up in concepts. That's right. And forget the person. Absolutely. And the person is Jesus. Absolutely. See? And, and I believe too much, of, too much of Western Christianity has been dealing with these abstract concepts when in reality we, we focus on Jesus and we can forget about all these abstract concepts because it's all about a relationship with God through the Lord Jesus Christ well, p- by the Holy Spirit. Well, people who are very, very, who very much emphasize the law, and don't forget you got that sitting there. Right. The people, and you're welcome to have it. Yes. People, people, Jim's pointing to a bottle I'm of water. I'm pointing to a bottle of water. You're welcome to drink. Yes. I will not charge you. I will not, I will not charge you for it. It is free. Yeah. <laughs> Please drink it. Well, there's a there's a dynamic, uh, Carmen, also in this whole thing here because people who pride themselves on being uh, of the of the word, you know, uh, when I say that, to the exclusion, yes, of of minimizing things of the spirit. Mm. I don't know. How yes. I, I don't know how else to put it. You know what I mean? They matter of fact, many of them actually. Uh, minimize things of the Spirit to the point of making no room for the gifts of the Spirit. Right, right. How they do that, I don't know. They just glide over certain portions of Scripture, which they say they value. But you know what I find, Jim? I, I, I really do. I find, I find uh, that many times those that are uh, so into the Word, and there's nothing wrong with being into the Word, but when individuals focus on the Word to the exclusion of the Spirit. They are not walking in the Spirit. They're walking in the flesh. Can you do both? What? Walk in, Can you focus on the Word and walk in the Spirit? Absolutely. But that's the best thing. Right absolutely. There. That's the best thing right there. But you know as well as I do, Jim, that we both have run into people that, uh, that uh, what I call them, and this is not original with me, I've heard this used by many, they're bibliolaters, and you know we talk about idolatry. Sure. And 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 they make this book, the Bible. They make this, and I, I probably need to qualify this because I know it can be misunderstood. Sure. But they make this book. Uh, uh, they hold this book up and exalt it to such a level, whereby the Holy Spirit and His work many times are rejected. Simply because they say, well, everything has to line up with the Word. And, and I agree with that. But they, they get all, it becomes almost a fetish don't you uh, think, with them. Don't you think many times, Carmen, they pride themselves upon the knowledge of the Word? Yes. I mean, yes. it's actually a type of, well, and I don't want to be offensive to anyone. No, you, but, but you use the right word with pride. But don't you think there's kind of like a pride that is working there? Yes. Uh, and I'll tell you why. Because one of their major complaints is about people who say that, that the Lord told them or they're moving in the gifts of the Spirit mm-hmm. and their relative ignorance of what the Scriptures say. 
Yeah, so that's one of their major complaints. That's the come I said that the best is to be people who who read and study the Bible, but also be people who move in the Spirit. That's right. That's the best. Yes. If you want to talk about the best. So that's how come it's law and grace. It flows together. It does. That's the, that's the best. And we've made, this, we've made this dichotomy where on the one side is law, on the other side is grace. That's right. <coughs> you so you've got to choose one or the other. Yes. And see, the, the fact of the matter is, you cannot follow Jesus Christ in what he is in where he is leading if you're on either one of those camps because they both come together in him. That's right. And once you make a separation, then you're saying, Well, you're not following Jesus because you can't you can't follow one and not the other. You can't you can't embrace this argument and follow him closely because they both are one in him. That's right. And so the key is what is uh what is your relationship with Jesus, and how is he directing your steps? That's right. a- a- and uh, uh, Jesus, Jesus will never, Jesus will never violate the Holy Spirit. No. And the Holy Spirit never is in disagreement with Jesus either. That's right. That's why he says, I and my Father are one. That's right. I think one of the things, and I may be wrong, but I think one of the things mm-hmm. I'm kind of picking up on, Carmen, is that people use the term... Bibliolaters, is mm-hmm. people who might fall in that category, <clears throat> many times feel it is their obligation to bring people to death yes. through the scriptures. Yes. Because the scriptures talk about this. You know what I mean? Oh, I mean, yes. You know what I mean? So they think it's their responsibility to bring a person to this place of death. Yes. Full and complete death so that they can receive mm-hmm. the, the grace of God. That's right. I kind of disagree with that. Go ahead. I, well, I do. I kind of disagree with that because I don't believe it's their full responsibility. No. I, I, I believe that the Holy Spirit will work in the life of a person many times totally. Yes. Without any help at all from us. Exactly. And a person through experiences, through getting pieces of mm-hmm. the word from here and there, not just from one person who is, quote, knowledgeable in the scriptures, I think the Holy Spirit can bring a person to a place of death, Mm -hmm. to a place where they're ready to receive Jesus Christ, without without us feeling like we have to be the only one who can do it. Yes, yes. And and that's where where I have a problem with it, Carmen. I think many people who fall into this camp feel like they're the only ones who can do it because of their knowledge of the scriptures. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. In fact, you know, Jim, it's interesting that you're saying that because there was um, one evening I asked our uh, people on our fellowship, I said, um, can this book, and I held up the Bible, I said, can this book be a means of death to, to, to Christians, mm-hmm. to, to believers? And uh, they got the right answer. They said yes. And the particular scripture I was referring to uh, was Second Corinthians three, and Paul makes it very clear, and he talks about uh, the um, the letter, uh, uh, the ministry of the letter. Uh, he says, uh, uh, talking about uh, the Lord, uh, who made us adequate as servants of a new covenant. Mm-hmm. He says, not of the letter. That's right. Now that's the, that's the word of God. He says, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. That's right. Then he puts this little phrase in. For the letter kills. That's right. But the Spirit gives life. Now, 
you and I both have heard people and experienced people uh, proclaiming the word of God and there was nothing but death in it. Absolutely. Total, there was no life in it. Total death. Yes. Yeah. And it just said, man, I, I'm out of here. I'm not going to sit here and, and listen to this. Now, if somebody says, well, what do you mean? He's proclaiming the word. Oh, yeah. It's how he proclaims the word. Again, it's the spirit behind. That's right. It's the spirit behind the word that's being proclaimed here. And so, uh, so Paul writes here, and he talks about uh, the ministry of the letter. He says, the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. He says, but if the ministry of death, then he calls it a ministry of death. Sure. He says, now the, the ministry of the letter, he says, is a ministry of death. Um, in letters engraved on stones, and of course he's referring to the Ten Commandments there, but um, listen, uh, the law, uh, as you said here a few minutes ago, it was like an outline, the Ten Commandments. God's going to give this. That's right. Here's an outline, and this, is, this gives you a picture of my law. That's right. Now, so Paul says it's a ministry of death uh, That's right. here. That's right. So, Again, it gets, it gets back to Jesus because it's talking about our relationship to Jesus here uh, by the Spirit. That's right. And as we are relating to Him and moving in the Spirit, He talks about this as being the ministry of life. That's right. As opposed to the ministry of death. Because Jesus is the only one who can fulfill the law. That's exactly right. I think that's a point we need to understand. I think there's a confusion in the minds of many to where they think that they're actually in the process of fulfilling the law. Yes. And yes. Jesus is the only one who can fulfill it. Right. And so we can fulfill it only through him. That's right. Uh, so I can't, I can't do this in and of myself. No. Uh, ask me how I know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not going to ask you that. Believe comment. me, I've tried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I am a miserable failure. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But... Um, but yeah, so so really, you know, there sh really should not be this argument between law and grace. Shouldn't because be. it's all brought together in Jesus. It He's is. the one that has resolved the whole issue it here. Is. Yeah. So that it's no longer an issue. But as uh, we are so prone to do uh, so often, we want to keep it an issue. We want to make it an issue. It's, well, it's something to, uh, it, 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 it makes me look like, Oh, I'm more intelligent than I really am. In well, fact, I, oh, I really think it makes it, it makes you look more stupid than, well, you, and you, might than be, you really are. And you might be very intelligent, <clears throat> you know, of course, yeah. in the eyes of man. But but I think the stupid that you're talking about is that you're really stupid in the things of the spirit. Yeah, because you're really not humbling yourself mm -hmm. before the Lord. You know, uh, Carmen, we don't have a lot of time left; just a couple minutes. But. Uh, uh, I would encourage someone, if you're really struggling in this area, one of the things that has helped me, let, let's just talk personally for the last couple of minutes here, what has helped us in this area. One of the things that has helped me is keeping my focus upon Jesus. Yes. Going into the Word, mm -hmm. keeping my focus upon Jesus. <clears throat> yes. What I've learned is that the Holy Spirit has directed me where I need to be in any given That's time. That's right. In the book, He's opened up the Word to me, giving me revelation in the book understanding and he'll speak to you from a verse that you read a hundred times before and then he'll he'll speak to you and show you something brand new that you never saw before and he'll also give me give me fresh revelation 
by keeping my focus on Jesus and the things in the Old Testament, which are very hard to understand. Uh, yes, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. And, and and you know what? The Old Testament, which which we call, that which we call the Old Testament, the Old Testament is just as much the Word of God as the New Testament sure. is. In fact, when Jesus was reading the Scriptures, and when the disciples were referring to the Scriptures, when they were referring to the Scriptures, there was no New Testament. That's right. All they had was from Genesis to, Genesis to Malachi. That's it. That was the Word of God for them. Now, if it was good enough for Jesus and, and Paul and James and John and the rest, it ought to be good enough for us. You, you now, think, I'm not saying to ignore think, the New Testament. Well, but. well no, you, you, you don't ignore the New Testament, but here's the thing. Now, you said Jesus fulfilled the law, right? Yes. So if we talk about the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, uh, which is which is law-based. Yes. Now, now, if we talk about that right there, as long as we remember that Jesus fulfilled it, then we look at it with an understanding that the fulfillment of all of this is in Jesus Christ. That's right. And that, that, that takes, there it is. It takes the pressure off. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the fulfillment. He's the fulfillment, man. And so I mean, don't go, don't go in there and get get lost in there and and think that you got to try yeah. to fulfill all this because all it's going to do is make you frustrated. And, and 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 the scripture in the New Testament refers so many times about being in Christ. That's right. Say, hey, if I'm in Christ, guess what? I'm in the fulfillment of the law. So you because he's the fulfillment of the law. So you can have a good time going in and reading the Old Testament, even when you're reading those difficult and hard things, knowing if you keep in your mind the fact Jesus fulfilled this. Yes. Thank God Jesus fulfilled yes. this. I would of all men be most miserable if Jesus didn't fulfill That's it. That's right. But thank God Jesus fulfilled it. He this. did. Whoo, man, this is tough. Jesus fulfilled yes. this. <laughs> and I don't have to worry about trying to do it. That's right. See? That's right. Because I just rest in him. That's right. He, he, he's our Sabbath rest. Absolutely. And, and so I just rest there in him Sabbath because rest it's already it. fulfilled. So I'm just going to dwell. I, I'm going to dwell in the fulfillment of the law. Absolutely. See? Because he is the fulfillment he of is, the law. He is the thing. And, and know what it does? It leads you into worship. Yes. Thank God. Yes. Thank Jesus. <laughs> and, and, and guess what? It leads you into rest. Yeah, it does. It I does. don't have to worry about doing. It. I don't, I right. gotta I gotta fulfill the law. I gotta try to do this. And, and we're, we're and, ready and, to quit. And we, huh? we fulfilled this program. <laughs> Till next time.